For those of you that don't know, you might be like, I don't know who Steve Larson is. I don't know what OfferMind is. Steve Larson is the offer king. He's the king of offer creation. He's the guy that shows you how to make really compelling offers and makes your life easy. A funnel does not work without a really good offer. Your traffic will not work without a really good offer. And your offer can only work if you really know your who, your dream customer. You are now entering a new paradigm. So here is my issue. I wanted to find the answers to life's biggest questions. Things like, how do I become happy and live with purpose? How do I make more money doing what I love? And what does it mean to be truly successful in all areas of life? My name is Josh Forty, at Josh Forty on Instagram, and I ask life's biggest questions and share the answers with you. My goal is to help you find purpose, happiness, and open your mind to new realms of possibility by helping you think differently about everything you do, know, and understand. On this podcast, we think different, we dream bigger, and we live in a world without limits. This is a new paradigm. Welcome to the Think Different Theory. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Think Different Theory. My name is Josh Forty, and we got a little 21 Pilots bumping. Actually, I have no idea whether or not I'm allowed to... uh, have that in the background of my podcast or not. So uh, hopefully my podcasting team, and actually podcasting team will take care of it. This is why you hire good people for your podcast. Uh, Shout out to Daxi and Ryan and everybody over there at Legacy Podcasting for taking such good care of me and the entire podcast. Also shout out Anne, my my new assistant. Carrie got an upgrade, so she's no longer doing the podcast stuff. Uh, she still works for me though, so nobody. It's funny. She messaged me the other day. She's like, "You gotta tell me when you're making posts." Everybody thought I was up for being hired. No, everybody back off. She's still mine. All right. Um, but guys, I'm sick. I'm actually not sick. I just don't have a voice. <laughs> and I've actually tried to record this podcast episode like three times. Listen, okay. I went to Offer Mine this week, and it was awesome. Shout out Steve Lartinson, which we're gonna get to here in just a second. It's gonna be the whole purpose of this podcast. But I lost my freaking voice, okay? And I'm going to be taking drinks of water throughout this entire episode because it hurts to talk, literally. And on top of that, like, how do you put into words such an incredible event? I've tried to record this episode like four times. And I've just told myself, you know what, Josh? Whatever it is, like, this is how, like, from here on out, this episode's going to be the one. So just bear with me because I've got no voice. I've got... Uh, a three-hour freaking interview coming up tomorrow. Well, it's like two and a half hours with J.R. Revis. We got his. We got a couple other episodes. We got to film in the next 24 hours. And I've got to have a voice. And I'm losing it. It's it's getting worse and worse. So I apologize. Blame Offermind. Um, and blame uh, yeah, blame yelling and screaming and, and all the awesomeness that goes along with that. But uh, anyway, welcome back to the program. Thank you so much for being here. I appreciate you. If you have not subscribed yet, it, believe me. Uh, it's an entertaining podcast. It is a, it's a good podcast. I, at least I try my very best with it. I would appreciate it if you left a, a rating and review. Hit the subscribe button. Join us every week, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. I drop new episodes thanks to my amazing team. Um, but we're going to get back into it here. However, we got a good episode here for you today. It is related to Offermind. Um, I am recording this shortly after I get home from Offermind. It's actually Friday after I got back. Offermind got over Tuesday night. I got home very, very late Wednesday night. And uh, I'm recording it then. I tried to let my voice heal, but um, it just, it didn't get healed all the way. Plus, I did like, you know, a bunch of talking. and You know how I am. I talk too much. Anyway, um, the purpose of this episode or the the, the topic of the, today's episode is Offermind and the event. And I'm going to be doing a recap 
And kind of going through some of my notes, I want to start off just by saying, I, I got to give a shout out to the Off Mind crew. Steve Larson, who's a very, very dear friend of mine. Um, incredible event, bro. Like seriously, dude, one of the best events I've ever been to. Top three for sure. And um, uh, side note, by the way, pause, pause my praise of Steve. Um, Colton Woods and Austin Dixon, like huge shout out to you guys because wow, from a logistics standpoint alone, like let's put the content on pause here for a second because we're gonna get to that. From a logistics aspect of this, I know that Colton Woods and Austin Dixon were hugely responsible for uh, that. You guys did amazing. Um, I did not hear any complaints from people being lost, not knowing where to go. Um, you guys were pretty punctual on time, all things considered, and uh, just incredibly well done. I think the VIPs all felt very cared for, um, and especially I got to hang out with the VIPs, the alumni, the networking. I mean, it's just absolutely phenomenal. So absolutely well done. And um, Steve, way to hire a great team, team, way to put on an amazing event, and all of the, what do you call them, the social Social work, was well, not social workers, but social crew or social advocates or whatever it was that were running around the event, helping out. You guys did an amazing job. And the speakers, shout out, they had uh, Dana Derricks, well, Steve Larson, obviously, but Dana Derricks, um, uh, Brad Gibb, who we had on the show. Um, by the way, Dana, Dana Derricks, shout out. If you uh, if you want to come on, the, on the, the show, we'd love to have you. And um, we're going to try to get all the speakers that offer mine there. They had uh, Dana Derricks, Steve Larson, Bradley Gibb, uh, Myron Golden, and Russell Brunson all spoke. So Russell Brunson, Myron Golden, Dana Derricks, I'm looking at you. You guys are the, the three people that, at that event that have not been on the podcast yet. Would love to have you on. But um, seriously, amazing, amazing event. And we're going to dive uh, a little bit more into the content here of this. But I got I kind of got to give a brief backstory to my relationship with Steve and uh, tell a, a little bit about kind of leading up what went into leading up to this event and me getting there because I almost didn't make it. And um, I would have been so, so, so sad if I did not make it. Like so terribly, terribly sad. I've known Steve for two years now, almost two years. Steve left ClickFunnels. For those of you guys that don't know Steve's backstory, I'm not gonna go into it too heavily, but uh, Steve used to work for ClickFunnels and he was Russell Brunson's um, number one funnel builder. He's built over 500 funnels and I got to sit next to Russell for a couple of years. And when he left ClickFunnels, like I want to say this was been like maybe two weeks or three weeks after he left ClickFunnels. In fact, I think he was still doing some work there is when I first met him. And we were speaking at an event together, ironically, um, in Vegas, me and J uh, Steve and, and James Smiley, actually. And um, I spoke, I believe, directly after Steve. And I remember like sitting there listening to Steve and just like taking notes and being like, oh my gosh, this guy's incredible. He's so smart. And that was two years ago. This year, he's going to make $4 million, he said. Isn't that insane? Like just absolutely phenomenal in two years. Um, it's amazing what you can do when there's focus. And uh, that's not even the point of the story. But long story short, uh, fast forward like a month after that, we meet again. We're speaking at another event together. It was the Pre-Funnel Hacking Live Mastermind down in Orlando. We get done. I realize that this dude is super, super smart. I go up to him and I'm like, dude, I want to work with you and uh, I want to do your social media for you. He's like, oh my gosh, it's amazing. You're super smart too. And I want to hire you. And I'm like, sweet. So we partner up. Um, and actually, I dream 100 the crap out of Steve. And this is actually how I became friends with him. Guys, pro tip of advice. When you... 
know someone is going to be big and they are still within reach, dream 100 the crap out of them and like literally do things that make no financial sense, no time sense, and that are not scalable to become their friend and to like network and get to know them. This is what I did for Steve. I knew two months after he left ClickFunnels that he was gonna be big. And I went to him and I said, Steve, I will do all of your social media for free. I will manage it all, I will grow it all. You just pay the cost of advertising, that is it. And I worked for him for, I mean, I think we, he was a client of mine for almost a year. Um, and gosh, I might have even been over a year. But uh, I, for like the first six months, he did not, pay, I didn't make a dime off of his stuff. I worked my butt off and I built a relationship with him. I launched his Facebook group for him. I launched his Instagram for him. We did all of that. And the relationship that I've had with Steve has probably been the single most valuable relationship that I have built in um in the entrepreneurship space. Now, it's not to say that I don't value or appreciate any of the other relationships, but strictly from a, a learning standpoint, and I'm not even talking about money, and I've made a lot of money off of my relationship with Steve, don't get me wrong, but like just from a learning standpoint, this guy has just taught me so, so much. And I mean, I uh, the first Offermind event that he did back last year, I think there was only like 150 people that showed up, which is still incredible for a first event. Like, gosh. But I flew out a day early. I helped set up. I helped do, like I did, you know, the dirty work, right? I did the manual labor. I passed out stickers and, and notebooks and stayed and helped tear down and helped, I mean, just anything that I could just to get around him. And I told him straight up, I was like, dude, I'm dream 100-ing you. And he and I have gone on to become very, very good friends. And Steve is, if you know Steve at all, he is a very, very difficult person to get a hold of. And I'm very thankful that we're friends and that we do get to talk some. So if you know someone that is, you know, you know is gonna blow up in the next, you know, two or three years, like be friends with them now, dream 100 them now, and, uh, you know, really get on their radar because there's a lot, like, and do things to like really set yourself apart. Like really set yourself, like don't like, I mean, like you can start small, right? By sending them a book, or sending them a, you know, a, a gift of some sort. That's where you start, but don't stop there. Like I didn't just buy Steve a, my favorite book or send him some shoes. Like I went all out, all in. And that has, that, that relationship has opened so many doors. And don't get me wrong. Like <laughs> I value stat, like us being friends at the beginning of when we started, you know, I started to get to know him. Anybody would have looked at the relationship and been like, Josh, he's literally taking advantage of you. And I was like, no, I gave that to him so that I could just be around him and learn from him. And so Steve, I know I'm talking you up like crazy right now, but seriously, man, first and foremost, amazing event. Um, but I, I very much appreciate you and your friendship. Thank you so much for being on the podcast. And uh, you know, if you guys have not listened to that interview, please go back and do it. All that to be said, um, first event happens this year. He goes from 150 people, his first event, to 650 this year. Like that's over four times bigger. And he had went from just him speaking to having Russell Brunson keynote. That's incredible. And uh, just in, uh, very, very proud of you, man. I almost didn't make the event. I had to, it's funny when you, I, I already had something planned. Like when I, when you first announced the dates and I was like, oh man, I guess I could move that. I'm not going to miss it. But as things got closer, um, you know, a lot of stuff changes when, you know, you go through some, I've been through some been a rough year. Um, I mean, all things considered, I'm very, very blessed. But like, I've gone through a lot this year um, in my personal life, um, and you know, death of my brother, and just a, a lot of other things that you know go on behind the scenes. And 
Um, this was, Overmind was a very, 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 very busy time in my life. A very busy time. And I had to reschedule like 15 meetings. I had to cancel um, a dentist appointment. I have a, a chipped tooth in two different places. And so my whole left jaw is like numb. Um, and is like in extreme pain when I lay down and when I sleep and I was supposed to like go in and have like x-rays and a surgery and everything done to like get that all fixed. And, uh, I had to cancel that and reschedule that all to make Offermind. And by the way, I bought tickets the day before. So it was like stupid expensive to go out there, but I get out there and it was in Boise, which is where ClickFunnels is. And you know, uh, where Steve lives, it was so worth it. It was ridiculous. If you ever have second guesses or like, should I go to a Steve Larson event or not? The answer is yes, yes, and always yes. Um, it was absolutely phenomenal and amazing. So all that being said, Offermind, complete success. We're gonna dive into my top takeaways here uh, in just a second. Um, but I just, I kind of wanna give a context around mine and Steve's relationship. And I wanted to just say, Steve, how proud I am of you and how cool it has been to watch you grow from me seeing you on stage the first time, which I hope you're okay with me saying this, your presentation was amazing, but the audience, and I, I didn't mention the name of the event or anything like that, but like the audience wasn't a great audience. It kind of bombed, right? The pitch, people, there's not a very receptive audience to, to everything. And, and so watching you kind of go to, into that and then going and speaking with you, I've spoken with you on, on several stages now, um, two or th I think three or four times we've shared the stage before, um, to watch your progression and then to go to your events and, and watch your growth not only as a businessman and as a presenter, but also just as a, as a human, as a friend, like it's just phenomenal. Okay, enough love on Steve Larson. Let's get to the event. So uh, <laughs> the event, uh, Offermind was Monday, Tuesday, Labor Day, and the day after Labor Day. It took place in Boise. I flew in on Sunday and we put together a, a quick run Monday morning. We had about 12 or 13 people show up. We also ran the second day. Not as many people showed up that day. Shout out to Brad, Gibb, and Holly Flick for making it the second day and everybody else for making it the first day. Um, but uh, so much was packed into this event. Now, when I go to events, there's a, there's a huge thing that I see that's a big problem for entrepreneurs that go to events, especially events like this one where it's more than one speaker and it's multiple days. And that is that most entrepreneurs, when they go to an event, they try to consume as much information as possible. And in doing so, they retain pretty much nothing, okay? Um, I try to do the exact opposite of that when I go to an event. When I go to an event, I try to like disregard as much information as possible so that I only learn the top two to three things that I can take away and uh, apply those things to my business. But in doing so, I am able to retain those three points, and then go take immediate action. It is a lot easier, a lot easier, <clears throat> my voice, a lot easier to apply two or three things in your business than it is 13, 24, 72. So what I'm gonna recap here in Offermind is my top three takeaways from the Offermind event. I am not gonna get to all the speakers. In fact, I'm gonna get a point from Steve Larson, a uh, point from Steve Larson and Dana Derricks, and then a point from Russell Brunson. Those are kind of my top three takeaways here. But um, there was a lot covered <laughs> at this event. So what I did was I wrote a, a summary. In fact, it took me about 13 hours to write of the event. It's a 13-point breakdown of everything that was there, all my notes um, of the event. It took me about 13 hours to write. Uh, Tuesday, I brain dumped Tuesday night after the event. Then 
all day Wednesday as I was flying home. I had like 13 hours worth of flights or 11, 12 hours worth of flights because of delays. Uh, on the plane I was writing and then I edited and, and published everything uh, Thursday morning when I got back, put everything out, which shout out to everyone that got the notes. We had like 400 people get them in the first like two days. It was incredible. But if you'd like a copy of those notes, it's a 13-point breakdown of the OfferMind notes. Um, go to josh40.com slash OfferMind or just go down below in the description and uh, you'll see the link there, www.josh40.com slash OfferMind um, and you can get those 100% completely for free and uh, you can check that out there, but uh, super, super cool. Um, but what I'm gonna do in this episode is I wanna break down my top three takeaways in my business and I think that these will relate to a lot of people because I think that a lot of entrepreneurs right now, maybe you have a business, but um, you know, you're know you wanting to scale. And it's interesting how much offers play into and, and having a good offer plays into being able to scale. Um, for those of you that don't know, you might be like, I don't know who Steve Larson is. I don't know what OfferMind is. Steve Larson is the offer king. He's the king of offer creation. He's the guy that shows you how to make really compelling offers and makes your life easy. A funnel does not work without a really good offer. Your traffic will not work without a really good offer. And your offer can only work if you really know your who, your dream customer. So that's kind of what OfferMind is about, putting together really sexy offers, really attractive offers that uh, make your buyers really, really want to buy. And so um, when you do that right, then you're gonna have a much easier time marketing, a much easier time selling, and a much easier time scaling your business. Now, this comes at an interesting time for me because as you guys uh, may know, if you're uh, a listener of the podcast at all, you know that I just recently sold my company. And um, uh, me, I'm at this kind of weird spot where I sold my company, I'm getting ready to travel the world, but I want some income because you know, four or five months without income. <laughs> that's that's a long time to go with, you know, without getting paid and when you're used to having revenue come in. And so I'm in this process of building my offer right now, my core offer for Think Different Theory, monetizing Think Different Theory. I, I've been pretty open and, and, and uh, transparent with how much it, it costs to run this podcast every month. You know, it's about 2,500 bucks every month um, between my team and, uh, you know, the content that we produce and, you know, everything that, that we have going. Um, and so, you know, I'm in this spot where I'm putting together my core offer right now. It's called selling with confidence. Um, specifically when it's all said and done, it's going to be called selling with confidence on social media. And it's all about, you know, sales and selling and the process of selling a service-based offers online for, you know, people that have a 1000 to 15,000 or 1000 to $20,000 offer and want to sell that effectively. So me right now learning about offers and my core offer is absolutely perfect time frame for me. Like, so this event literally couldn't have come at a better time for me. It was awesome. And so I want to share the, the top three takeaways that I took from this, but I highly encourage you to go and get the full breakdown. It's like, uh, hold on. I have pulled up here. How many pages is it? We've got, uh, 11 pages, it's 11 pages, 13 points. And there's a bonus in there. I also include um, Steve Larson's checklist for the dream customer that he uses. And yes, I have his permission to give that away. Um, he shared that at OfferMind there. So uh, josh40.com slash OfferMind, check those out. Uh, and we're gonna dive into uh, the my takeaways here. Okay. <clears throat> my first two takeaways came from day one. My second takeaway came from day two. And we're gonna dive in. So let me bring some context around this. Um. I have spent my whole life on social media in, in as far as entrepreneurship is concerned. I have grown you know, millions of followers and managed millions of followers online. And, um, you know, it, I have learned that the more, the more I am online, 
And the more I'm on social media, the more I realize that most people have no idea what they're talking about. And so when you find someone that knows what they're talking about really well, I like to latch onto that with all that I can and, and super, super study this. So as I'm sitting there, I'm listening to Steve Larson. I'm actually, day one, I'm sitting next to Jake Leslie, who is one of two people that took over Steve Larson's job when he left ClickFunnels. So yes, they had to replace Steve with two people. But Jake Leslie is the lead funnel builder. He works next, he's one of like two people that work next to Russell Brunson every day. And then on the other side of me was um, Dustin Hart, who is Alex Sharfin's chief marketing officer. And so um, I'm sitting there and I'm like taking notes and Steve Larson starts talking about um, the dream customer and how to find the dream customer. And one of the things that he said really, really stuck out to me. And it's something, it's my number, what's well, my number three takeaway in my top three. And um, he's sitting there and he says, you need to identify your dream customer without the internet or social media first and then add social media to it. And when he first said that, I was like, whoa, Steve, would you go into that a little bit more? And, I mean, obviously I didn't say that to him because he's up on stage, but thankfully he did. And it's interesting because as he explained this, I was like, you know, as someone that's lived their life on social media, I was like, oh my gosh, this is so true. Your customer has a real life. They are a real person. They have feelings just like you. And chances are they struggle with a lot of the same things that you either do or did. And so when you understand that and you understand that social media is typically more of a highlight reel, right? That a lot of times people aren't going to be super vulnerable necessarily on social media, or they're going to be a little bit more, um, it, it, let's say it this way. It's, it's hard to interpret oftentimes what people are really after or what people really need on social media and, and stuff tends to get blurred a little bit. But if you can go through and you can, um, you can identify where your customer is at offline and you can identify what their life looks like in real life and you can identify their struggles and their desires and what they do and what they're looking for and where they're hanging out and the content that they're consuming and like really like how I like to think of it after he explained it is like imagine that you were in a room of a hundred people and you got to hang out with them all the time and they were all interested in the same thing and they were all your dream customer and you got to hang out with them for a week or a month, you would get to know them really well. But if you had to hang out with those same 100 people online, you probably wouldn't know them as much, right? So you wanna go and you wanna learn about your customer offline first and figure out how you would sell to them offline. Not with Facebook ads, not you know online, but really like in person, how would you sell to them? What would they be interested in? What would ultimately spark their interest offline? And then go, and once you've identified that, then add social media to it because all that social media does is amplify what's already there and gives you the ability to connect with hundreds of thousands or even millions of your dream customer rather than having to go to them one-on-one. -on -one. So if you can go and imagine building an, an offline business, how you would go and do that, if you got really, really detailed on that, then selling online is going to become a breeze because you've already gone like 10 times more detailed than what you would normally be able to online. So going and identifying where your dream customer is, where they hang out, all about them, their pains, their desires, their friends, you know, what their normal everyday real life looks like, and then add social media and advertising everything to that, it will completely make your selling process so, so, so much easier. And the more, the better you know your customer, the better you're going to be able to uh, create your offer and really help identify, uh, you know, the needs that are going on there. Okay. 
So that was takeaway number one. This was a huge light bulb moment for me. I had never heard someone say that before. And um, man, I like saw that. I was like, oh my gosh. So I wrote it down a million times. It's on my wall now. And um, I only have these three things, three things that I'm sharing with you um, right now, right here on this. So that's point number one. Write that down. Think about it. Identify your dream customer offline and then add social media to it. And it's going to be much easier to sell to. Okay. Point number two. So point number two is actually um, in my notes. I have seven points on day one, six points on day two. Um, point number two is points number six and seven on day one. It's actually a kind, kind of a combination of both of them. And it came from two different people. It came from Steve and Dana. But I like I separated them because they were two separate points. But I combined them for this because it just makes so much sense and they, and they go together really well. Steve was talking about, you know, really understanding your dream customer and What's interesting is that the more you know your dream customer and the more you know about them, you're gonna start learning other things that they buy. For example, um, pretty much everybody at OfferMind had or had, at one point had used ClickFunnels because that was you know a, a like-minded community of people. And so you, you started thinking about that and you're like, oh, well, if you, you know, are selling to an audience, chances are that there are similarities in the audience that you're selling to, right? So if you can go and you can start to identify what other things that your customer is buying and other things that your customers are into as a whole, as a collective group, you're going to be able to identify the thing that happens right before your ideal customer needs your offer. So, um, the story that, that he gave on this, and I think that this it, it sums it up very, very well is he was talking about a guy named, um, uh, Trevor Chapman or J Trevor Chapman, who, uh, you may or may not know, probably maybe you know him, but he had a, a solar business and, uh, solar industry got pretty competitive and he would go door to door and he would sell. And, um, he realized that his dream customer or his ideal customer is someone that had never had their door knocked before by someone selling solar. Like if someone had come and knocked on their door before and tried to sell them solar, they had a bad, you know, a bad rep in their mouth and they had a hard time closing them. But if they had never gone and um, had solar sold to them, they could sell to them really easily. And so we started thinking about this and he was like, okay, well, what would, what would happen right before that that would allow me to know when my customer was ready to, to have solar? And so he's like, well, new home buyers. If they've just bought their home, then I could go and I could, uh, you know, I, I could sell to them. And so he went and he ended up, um, when someone buys a house, like through a realtor, you know, those realtor signs that are out front. Well, apparently I didn't know this, but apparently the realtors, they're too lazy to go and pick them up themselves. So they hire a company to go pick up and put in those, you know, for sale signs. And so he went and he bought the company that went and picked up the, the for sale signs after a home had been bought. So he would go, the realtor would call him and say, Hey, we just sold this house. Could you go pick up the sign? And his team would drive out there. They'd pick up the sign. They put it in the back of the truck and then they'd walk up to the door. They'd knock on the door and they'd be like, Hey, um, you know, we're a solar company. Do you want to buy solar? And they would sell them that because they identified specifically what happened right before the, the sale and they crushed it. I mean, millions and millions and millions of dollars doing it this way. And so I thought about that. I was like, whoa, that's crazy. And so I started thinking about this and I was like, man, if I could identify what happened right before my, my customer wanted this, that'd be amazing. Well, then right after Steve tells me this, Dana Derricks gets on stage and 
Dana Derrick says this line, and this is kind of part two of my second point, is he goes, and I can't do a Dana Derrick's impression. I couldn't before, but I certainly can't now that my voice is raspy. I feel like I could do an Alex Sharfin impression really good. Um, welcome to the game, Stephen. I had to quote that one for anyone that was that off of mind. You will get that. Um, but okay, so that happens. And um, so he gets up on stage and Dana Derrick's sitting there and he goes, don't sell your thing. Sell the thing that sells your thing. And he goes on to explain that in more detail, but that really stuck out to me. I was like, okay, wait, don't sell your thing. Don't sell your offer. Sell the thing that sells your offer. And he says, a lot of people don't realize the value of your product or they don't have a reason to buy your product until you give them a reason to. So I was thinking about this and I was like, whoa, this goes right along with what Steven said about identifying the thing that happens right before the customer needs your offer. So if you could, actually, let me back up here. Going back to the, the seller thing that sells the customer. Imagine you, actually, I'm going to use an example that, that I, I did in my business. About a year and a half ago, yeah, a year and a half, two years ago, I uh, sold a social media training program. Uh, it was a coaching program and it was $5,000. And I was having a hard time selling it. And I would find, you know, a person here and there that would be interested in it. And uh, I noticed that I had to do a lot of education on this product and, you know, that I really had to sell people hard. I was doing lots of discovery calls and you know, all this stuff. And I was like, man, there's got to be a way that I could get people interested in my, my product and show them the value of it and still make money and then easily sell them to it. So what I did is I put on... Um, I call it the invisible webinar. I think this is what Russell Brunson calls it. But I put on this workshop where basically they would go and I would invite all these people to this workshop and I would charge them a hundred bucks up front. It was $97, okay? And I got 50 people into this and I promised them that this would be the single greatest social media training, period. And it was gonna be live and I was gonna teach them for two hours and I was going to um, uh, answer all their questions at the end and that if for any reason they were not satisfied for any reason at all, I made this crazy irresistible offer that I'd let them keep the recording and I'd refund them their money. And um, I got 50 people in the first time I did this. I made 5,000 bucks right up front. I went for, I told them two hours. I ended up going for four hours. I was actually four and a half and just blew their minds. So much value. Not one single person asked for a refund. There was 43 people that stayed till the end. And then at the end, I was like, do you guys want to learn more about how you can work with me? And they're like, yeah, of course. I made the pitch. I had... Uh, like 22 people fill out the application and uh, made almost $50,000 in a matter of nine days. Why? Because I sold the thing that sold the thing. I didn't just try to sell my program. I sold a, 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 a training where I sold a, a live workshop that educated them on the value of it, which is basically my dream customer should know everything that I taught in that masterclass. So if I knew that my people weren't quite at that level yet, I would go and I would educate them. I would bring them up to the education level that I needed them to be at. And then they would want to buy my product. And so if you can go, and I'm going to merge these two things back together. If you can go and identify the thing, going back to Steve Larson, the thing that happens right before your dream customer needs your offer or wants your offer. And you can either create a product around that or find a product around that or find when that happens and target those people there and bring them into your funnel, bring them into your marketing campaign. Then 
Now they're going to start to trust you more and boom, you're going to have a super, super easy sell to your high-end offer. And it's a huge light bulb moment and kind of a reminder of what I had done back you know, a year and a half ago. I didn't even realize I was doing it at the time. And I was like, whoa, this is crazy. And now for me, I'm sitting here going, okay, I've got selling with confidence. And it's, once it's all done, it's going to be selling with confidence on social media. So what happens right before that? How can I go and I, how can I get people into my funnel and meet them right before they're going to need my product, warm them up, educate them, and get them into what I'm doing? So huge light bulb moment for me. That was the second biggest takeaway that I had. It's number two for me um, here in this. And it was kind of a combination of Steve Larson and Dina Derricks. Okay, so if you are uh, taking notes, that would be a good one to write down. Okay, so those are the top two takeaways. I'm gonna move on to number one takeaway that I have uh, to kind of finish off the top three here. We are moving on to day two. I wanna remind you, uh, if you want the 13 top takeaways, you know, 13 point breakdown of the whole event, go to josh40.com slash offermind or link in the description and uh, download there. It's 100% completely for free. But I wanna move on to day number two and uh, the number one takeaway that I had, and this actually was the number one takeaway. And um, it came on day two as I was sitting there listening to Russell Brunson. So shout out to all the speakers on day one, Daniel Derricks, Brad Gibb. Brad, I love you, man. And a lot of what you said on stage was just mind-blowing gold. But uh, I'm also friends with you and have had you on the podcast. So, um, yeah. Day two, Russell Brunson. So day two is actually interesting because um, when Russell Brunson got up on stage, I was actually walking around in the back. I was kind of talking to some people out in the hallway. He gets up on stage. So immediately I walk inside and I run into none other than Mr. Dave Woodward. Shout out, Dave. Uh, Dave, if you're listening, you're the man. And I am super jealous, by the way, of how amazing you pull off some of your shirts and your suits. If you, I got, I need that money suit. If anybody wants to send me a money suit, there's a perfect Dream 100 strategy. I'm a 30, 32, 34 pant and a medium, medium in my uh, torso. All right, anyway, uh, um, but Dave, seriously, you're the man. Uh, if you ever want to come on the podcast sometime, um, the invitation is open. We'd love to have you. But I ran into Dave. We talked for a little bit, and then Russell Brunson really started to get into some good stuff. And so Dave and I wrapped up our conversation. I was like, I got to pay attention because Russell's on stage, and anytime Russell talks, I just listen. So I go, I take a seat in the back of the room, and uh, Russell's talking all about, you know, his stuff. He's getting ready to promote Traffic Secrets, which I'm super stoked for. And, uh, you know, talking about social media. He called the Instagram newsfeed a wall, which I tagged him in an Instagram story. He saw that and I called him out on it. I gave him a winky face so, you know, I wasn't too mad. But uh, Russell, shout out. I think you're probably one of the smartest people I've ever met in my life. But it's a newsfeed or just a feed. It's not a, it's not a wall on Instagram, but that's neither here nor there. Anyway, so I'm sitting there and I'm listening, and I'm taking notes and he says something. This is my number one takeaway from the event. It stuck out to me. The, this screen, they've got, you know, the big, the, the big projectors on either side of the, uh, the stage so that you can see it because it's a big, huge room. He pulls this slide up on the screen. At the top of it, it says frameworks. And uh, that, that I'll never forget, like that, that big framework jumps out at me and I was like, okay, this is going to be good. And Russell Brunson proceeds to say something that I've heard before. It's not something that I don't know. But the way that he said it and the way that he explained it stuck with me. And it was the single greatest takeaway I had. He says, everything needs a framework. Your framework is your savior. Frameworks are what people learn from. People buy into frameworks. They learn from frameworks. And if you're doing a presentation, if you're working on a project, if you're working with a client, if you forget where you are, you get distracted, you get lost, 
You point right back to your framework. Okay, you just look back, turn around, boom, there it is. Your framework is your savior. Everything in business should be done in frameworks. You need frameworks, you need frameworks. And he stressed this point. And that really, really stuck out to me because I started thinking about it. I was like, oh my gosh, so many of the things that I buy into is because I'm following a framework. And a framework is you know, a sexy way of saying like a system, a formula. I mean, there's all sorts of sexy marketing words that people use for it. But it's simply the framework or the pattern that you follow to do something. And frameworks are the things that allow you to scale. They're the things that allow you to duplicate results. They make your marketing a whole lot easier. They make your life a whole lot easier. And as I sat there and I looked at that, I started to think back to all the successful campaigns and offers and products that I had created that had killed it. Back when I sold the Instagram course, we had the four pillars of Instagram. That was our framework. It's a four-part framework. It's what grew us literally over three and a half million followers on Instagram following that framework and sold us hundreds of thousands of dollars in product. Social media profits was the Sapak model framework. Um, 300 people have gone through that program, okay? Selling with confidence as a framework. Everything that I've done that has succeeded in business has followed a framework. And so as Russell stood up there and started talking about it, it just made so much sense. And it was like this light bulb moment in my mind of like, okay, I need to go back and I really need to start focusing on frameworks for Think Different Theory. I need to go start uh, focusing on frameworks for not only the podcast, but for our products, for our marketing, for our funnel builds. What frameworks are we following? Because I either need to be creating them for myself or I need to be following them if I'm learning. And I need to really make sure that I'm in alignment with you know that and doing those things. And so shout out Russell Brunson for absolutely, I think he spoke for like almost three hours. Like shout out for just an amazing three hours of content. The interview that Steve and Russell did, absolutely amazing. Um, I'm coming to be a top affiliate for your Traffic Seekers book. I cannot wait for it to come out. They said uh, Cinco de Mayo, was that May 5th, I think? Um, Cinco de Mayo um, is is when the, the, the Traffic Seekers book drops. But uh, great presentation, man, and uh, really appreciate you taking the time to do that. That was my big, big takeaway from it. And if I retained nothing else, I was like, okay, I've got to go back and I've got to solidify my framework for selling with confidence and selling with confidence on social media. I've got to solidify my framework for the podcast. I've got to solidify my framework for um, producing content and kind of everything that we do there because that framework is ultimately the thing that uh, is going to allow you to scale, duplicate results, and is what people are going to buy into. So... There you have it. Those are my top three takeaways from OfferMind. I'm gonna recap for you. Uh, number three was to identify your dream customer in real life without the internet or social media. And then after you do that, add social media to it. That was number one, or number three. Uh, number two was to identify what happens right before your customer needs your product and then sell them the thing that sells them the, sell them the thing that sells your thing. So whatever sells your core offer, sell them that at the time that happens right before they ultimately need it. That was number two. And the number one takeaway was by none other than the $100 million, uh, million dollar an hour 10X man himself, uh, ClickFunnels man himself at 10X, Mr. Russell Brunson. Everything needs a framework. Your framework is your savior. And there you have it. Now, if you guys want the full 13 point recap, Click the link in the description or go to www.josh40.com slash offermind and you can grab that. Um, as I kind of wrap up this episode, uh, I, I want to kind of end this with a, a, a kind of a recap or a, um, a little story about what happened directly after we wrapped up the event. And it was uh, by a speech that uh, Steve Larson gave at the, the VIP networking dinner. 
afterwards, all the VIP people got to go hang out at uh, a restaurant or I don't know, it was like a networking gathering thing. They had some food there. And Steve Larson came in at the end and he gave a, I don't know, it was about a 10 minute presentation. And he stood up on a chair and everyone gathered around. We all cheered, you know, he came into their room and he gave this 10 minute speech and you could just tell he was very, very passionate. And you could tell he cared very deeply about the success of each person in that room. He was very thankful for everything that uh, we had all done and everyone showing up. And um, it was really a cool moment to be in there. And uh, he, he was telling you know, about some of the struggles that he had gone through to even make the event happen and some of the things that he had gone through in his life. And um, he, one of the things that he said, I think resonated with pretty much everyone there. And I know it really stuck out to me was he said that, what's funny, he, he said exactly what I said at the beginning of this podcast, which was, don't try to do everything. Take the top two or three things from Offermind and then go and, that's what he said, he goes, take those two or three things and then go and execute life your life. I butchered that. <clears throat> go and take those two or three things and then execute like your life depends upon it because it kind of does. And I think so often we as entrepreneurs, we go to these events, we get hyped up and we go and we learn 13 things or 27 things. We get really excited about a lot of things. And all of our, you know, the, the, the endorphins in our brain are all firing off and we feel really good and then we get back home and we face reality and it's kind of boring and life's kind of messy and the excitement's gone and there's nobody else around and the music isn't there and the rush isn't there. So we don't execute. Part of the reason that we don't execute is we just try to do too much. And so the reason I only share with you my top three things is because these are the three things that I'm focused on executing on. These are the three things that I'm focused on doing. Go read the, the recap notes, get the 13 points and pick the one or two or three things that you need to go execute on. And then go execute on them like your life depends upon it. Because if you want to be successful in business, if you want to be successful in life, and everything I talked about here really applies to a lot of life as well. That's part of what we do at Think Different Theories, think differently, not just about business, but about life. If you want to make a change, if you want to have success, you have to go out and execute. And it's boring. And it's the same old, same old every single day sometimes. Sometimes you want to throw your head through a wall, but executing is what's going to make all the difference. And as he, as, as Steve said that, I think the whole room just kind of was like, ah, yep, you're absolutely right. And Steve was like, listen, guys, the only reason that I'm where I'm at today is because I executed. Not more than two years ago, I was sitting at a desk working next to Russell Brunson and I quit my job. I had no income. I had no offer. I had no product. And this year he's you know, going to do $4 million. That comes through execution. That doesn't come through luck. That doesn't come because you were in the right place at the right time. That doesn't come through anything else. That comes through execution and never giving up and never quitting. And so my hope for you with this is that number one, that you'll definitely go to the next offer mine because absolutely amazing event. But more importantly, that you'll learn from this and take your biggest takeaways and then go and execute. Go and take your biggest takeaways and then go and actually go out and do something with it because that's what's ultimately gonna change your life. All right? All right, guys, um, that's all I've got for you as far as the offer mind is concerned. I do want to take a moment once again and just say, give a big thank you to Steve for putting on an incredible event. Steve, amazing, amazing event. So good to see you afterwards. Uh, it was funny that the, the day afterwards as I was getting ready to, to leave for the airport, Daxi and I looked out of our hotel room and uh, saw Steve and Colton and Austin strapping stuff down literally right across the street from our hotel. And so we got to go over and talk to him. It was super, super cool. And um, so Steve, Congratulations on an amazing event. Thank you for putting it on. Also, shout out to everybody that got into Offer Lab. You made a great decision. I can't wait to see the growth of you all. And uh, I want to give a, just a couple, a quick shout out to a couple people that I did see at the event. 
Um, just because super cool people. Uh, Jake Leslie, amazing to see you. Daxi, of course, always good to see you. Uh, Dustin Hart, good to good to kind of uh, know you, get to know you a little bit better, uh, and uh, sit next to you and, and chit chat. It was awesome, man. Um, Marley and Wayne, always amazing to see you guys. Uh, shout out to meeting uh, Brittany Bailey. Brittany is actually she's super cool. Brittany sent me uh, Starbucks, which was awesome uh, the day after the event. So shout out for her. I've already used the gift card twice. So thank you so much. You're super super cool. Uh, Julie or Julia Taylor. Um, who else was there? Um, Peter Aaron, super good to see you. Um, uh, Peter's actually in the Selling with Confidence program, so shout out to you. Mitch, I can't even think of your last name, but Mitch Mitchell, I, I can picture your face, but uh, Hank, I don't even, I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna butcher it uh, if I try to do that. But uh, so good to see you guys all there. Brad Gibb, uh, Ryan Lee, Holly Flick, uh, so, so many really, really cool people. And I know I'm forgetting some people and I, and I apologize. It was just, it's so good to see all of you guys. Um, the other person that I want to mention was, um, Catherine. I'm actually looking up, uh, right now on Instagram, um, this, uh, Catherine Jones, shout out to her. She's a uh, super cool, brilliant funnel designer. Her funnels are absolutely gorgeous. And uh, it's so good to meet all you guys and network with you guys. Oh, and the Yaks brothers. Oh my gosh. If you're not following the Axe Brothers, we just did a uh, a podcast interview with them. They're the the yoga Yaks Yoga Concepts. Shout out! These guys are amazing and um, just super good to hang with them and uh, do all that there. So, anyway, guy. Oh, Jackson Rucker too. Got got a sh shout out, my man Jackson Rucker um, with everything there. I think that's everybody. I've already mentioned Dave and and Russell and everybody else. So um, appreciate you all. So good to see you all, Steve. Thank you for an amazing event, guys. I hope this podcast episode was super super beneficial. And uh, I'm trying to think, is there anybody else that I need to shout out? Oh, Adam Smith and Alex Engar. Shout out to both of you guys. Scott Taylor. Um, Adam Smith and Alex Engar. Oh, man, Alex, I almost forgot about you. How could I do that? Alex, we just had on the podcast as well. So many of these cool people. Uh, so many cool people there. Guys, get, get to Offermind next year. It's in San Diego. It's going to be amazing. All right, guys. That's all I've got for you. Um, I appreciate your time. Hope this was beneficial. As always, hustle, hustle. God bless. Do not be afraid to think different because those of us that think different are going to be the ones that change the world. I love you all. And don't forget to grab the notes. www.joshbordy.com slash offermind or link in the description. I love you all. I'll see you in the next episode. Take it easy, fam. Peace. Yo, what's up, guys? You've been listening to the Think Different Theory with myself, Josh Forty, which I like to call a new paradigm of thinking. And real quick, I got a question for you. Did you like this episode? If you did, I want to ask a huge favor. See, the biggest thing that helps this podcast grow and that will spread this message of positivity and making the world a better place is if you leave a review, a rating, and subscribe to the podcast. What that does is it basically tells the platforms that this is out on, that you like my stuff, and that I'm doing something right. So if you could take like three seconds out of your day and subscribe, leave a rating and a review, I would be forever grateful for you. Also, I want to hear from you. I want to know your feedback, your ideas and your questions for future episodes. So be sure to hit me up on Instagram in the DM at Josh 40 or via email contact at thinkdifferenttheory.com.